Hello and welcome back to the Handstand Cast with me, Emmett Lewis, my glorious co-host, Mikael Dewar Christiansen. And <laughs> today we have a very special guest. Guest? Guests? So, uh, yeah. Will we, will we introduce our guest, Mikael, or will we just let them sit yeah, awkwardly staring at the um, screen? Let's, uh, yeah, because now we've been staring awkwardly at, at each other for a while while trying to make the goddamn audio work every single time we start up this goddamn podcast. But yes. We have uh, two great um, guests with us today. Uh, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? No, not at all. Okay, here we have Joey Martinio and Elaine Brion, right? We don't actually have guests. <laughs> it's just an AI voice changer. <laughs> no, what can I say? I'm Elaine Brion. I'm a hand balancer professional since a few years now. And I'm very happy to be here to present uh, the collaboration project I had with Joey. Yes. Excellent. Joey, what about you? Uh, you like handstands? I like handstands a little bit. <laughs> I am also a professional circus artist, and I'm also happy to be here. Glorious. Brilliant. You don't have to be happy to be here. Me and Mikkel are rarely happy. We don't fake it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's really <laughs> early in the morning, and we're like recording at like a deathly hour. So like no one is like yeah. really happy kind of here, but let's let's pretend we can all be kind of jolly anyway but um so so yeah. true let's just accept it will be an okay time and that's good enough it's all right yeah. the people listening to it will be listening to it in the afternoon their time relaxing with a beer or a beverage of their choice it'll be sunny it'll be nice but not too sunny not too humid but humid enough so they're having a time and that's all it's that fucking matters. snowing outside Emmett. yeah so um like uh to to get a little bit into kind of the uh the topic of the and the reason we uh, have you on uh, you were having a collaboration project um creating a circus movie right yes could you tell us a bit about like the process and kind of how that started and like where it came from and so on? so um i had created this research with uh, the round blocks to manipulate them and um, i had started playing uh, a bit uh, with them, with uh, someone else, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, and then I met Elaine in school, and uh, we we clicked right away, and it was a lot of fun training together. And uh, we got this idea to do things together because it was a lot of fun. And to the things that I was proposing, uh, there would be um, an answer, like if I throw a block like it usually goes into a place and it's then continue like a sentence mm. so this was so interesting to research and uh, we did um, a lot of things together and um, for its complicity sorry not complicity complexity like to be so complex uh, we had the idea to immortalize it in film because then we could really do all our crazy ideas and be sure that it works because on stage it's so hard and also hard to pay attention to every single detail. So with the film, we could really highlight exactly what we wanted, how we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So like, think, uh, like um, yeah, go on out. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things you've done with, uh, when you sent Mikhail the link, I think we we're in Turkey together and I've seen it. I've got a lot of things I think it's really cool on the project. But one of the things I think is the coolest bit is you picked essentially the two highest risk disciplines in circus, handstands and object manipulation, and decided we're just going to make something even riskier because it's always this time, this type of thing. I'm like, we're always kind of dealing with risk in circus where we have a proposition like, I will do something. And, you know, it used to be like, the person's going to jump over the bear and if they don't make it, the bear will eat them kind of risk. <laughs> And then it kind of got like, we got a bit more arty, but at the end of the day, then we made the risk safer. We made a lot of circus safe for reasons. It's like, okay, someone's going to fall, but they have a safety equipment on. So we know they're risking stuff and there's embarrassment, but there's not physical harm. There's not total failure. Whereas circus, whereas juggling and hand balance are the two that really still keep that. It's like, I'm going to do a handstand, I'm going to fall out of it. Juggling, I'm going to throw everything in the air and catch it, hopefully. And what you've done in this one is like, okay, we've taken object manipulation and put them together with hand balance going like, okay, 
and like it is one of those projects like immortalizing it in film was one of the coolest things i think because otherwise mm. it'd just be a show where like oh let's try that again let's try that yeah, again but the, there's also the aspect of being two then you also depend on how the other uh, manages so when we mm, do like yeah. a bit longer sequences it's a few ones in the movie like each each single movement can go so wrong <laughs> that it could just kill everything at once. So we, we always joke about this. We're like, what can go wrong? And it's like literally every little step. But yeah, they just train more. What can we say? Train more. Just <laughs> keep doing it again yeah. and again. It's kind of, we talked a lot about this on the, the podcast last week, just making the comparison between extreme sports like say skateboarding surfing rollerblading motocross stuff like this but a lot of the stuff they do they they make these videos called samplers where it's like oh i put all my cool tricks in i found an interesting space i'm going to record all day and they might try the same thing over and over again until they get their shot and like even back in the day like they might only have one camera but they want four or five angles of this trick so it might take them 20 times each time to get the trick from four different angles with one camera to get it so it was this kind of idea that like a lot of yeah the craft of uh, cinematography or videography went into this. So it wasn't it wasn't just a circus act. Like here's my circus act, and I shot it from three angles. It was like oh, we made something for video. I think that was yeah. incredibly cool about it. Yeah, it 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 feels kind of like a how to say. Uh, I have seen people before, and we spoke about this last time, but with like. Yeah. Mm, I've seen people do circus movies before, uh, but I think this was like a really nice take on it because it's it wasn't just like let's take an act and then try to adapt it for a film. It seemed like like you just said that like you you decided on the film format because this type of material would fit that nicely, and you were able to then make make it special by choosing was, film in a way. That was yeah, the idea gone. from the start was to really take another point of view then than what goes on stage and if that would ever happen we would do very differently uh, so it was interesting for us as performers yeah. uh, to take then that angle and then we had the great help of Isaac the one that made the video and filmed us uh, because he's an ex-circus artist too or at least he did uh, circus studies so he also knows it has the good eye for that and then he had an amazing aesthetic mm. visualized uh, like visual eye that's what we're very thankful for. Yeah, mm. nice. yeah I think I think this yeah. is like an in interesting one. With uh, I've seen that also like a little bit with with the photographers that um, like sometimes photographers who have never seen or they don't know the craft of circus, they will be able to take nice pictures. But then you look at it and it's like, well, that might not be what we're looking for. And look at this shot; it's amazing. And you're like, ah. I was almost doing the thing <laughs> while like was someone who does the circus or like like a lot of people know about this uh, one photographer from Stockholm called uh, Einar. Uh, his Instagram is Echo Pics. And like the fun thing with taking photos with him is that he will tell you, no, nah, your legs weren't low enough, like because he know he knows this stuff. And I could assume a little bit like even though maybe Isaac doesn't know hand balancing, he kind of it's easier to explain to him what, what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we actually had uh, in one sequence uh, that uh, me and Elaine, we really wanted to have our legs parallel, but she's doing a one arm and I'm on two arms. So it's hard to get the same transfer uh, for me in two arms. So we asked him, like, please let us know that our legs are in the same line, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, it's good. How did you find, like working because obviously say in a show we kind of like we put together a material we have a creative process we chop material out like based on like it being too risky sometimes then we gather all our material we kind of have maybe a narrative maybe not and then we kind of play the show out but whereas this kind of making a video might have i don't know not really that kind of format because you could you don't have to chop the hard stuff and then there's also like, oh, we have all the recordings of stuff, but now we have to go through the edit and select all the stuff. So how was that compared to sort of the normal circus process? Well, and then there's the show. So it was just like about thinking how we could do to have, because we had no 
mega clear idea of how it would exactly go, the filming, or like the movie itself. So it was to basically come up with a plan that we can, of what we're going to film, and then that's just the magic of editing, I think. It's like, this comes out, uh, there's no not much of a story, but like this uh, red thread, can you say that? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, it was to make sure we would have enough to then express something, but it was not mega clear from the start. I would say. Plus, we were really it was internal thinking and planification. Yeah. And we also we had clear some things like some angles that we wanted from some some elements and um, then Isaac was proposing and sending us uh, many videos like uh, with the shots compiled into one and we would pick and choose like okay these may be longer these may be shorter these one before these ones so all together we we composed it but it was Isaac who was coming up first with the proposition of the editing yeah. Uh, I have one one question, like in regards to the the material that you were basically working with, because I mean, I know I know that you you've been doing like the research with the like round blocks, uh, and for those who are listening, I mean, you you might have seen that like some people are using basically just circular handstand blocks, uh, and that's something that Joey's been specializing in for like a good while now, and I know that you you, you created like a couple of variations on this, and you you used the the, the shape of the circle and various kind of variations of that to kind of basically a lot of the material is about that right so like i'm just wondering like what's the what was the thought process around that kind of first kind of as a solo artist but then kind of like transferring that into like how you could work with it as a as a, as a duo kind of wait can you rephrase it the last part uh yeah, but basically, just like um, to hear a little bit about like the process of working with round blocks and like how that shaped your process in in the kind of like how to work as a duet. Oui, I don't know if I understand because this this can go so many ways. I think yes, maybe um, it'd be interesting for me to to talk about like so you have the object and the object has a quality, whereas like you know round blocks have been a thing for like. 50, 60 years, yet no one's really, like, I have seen people, like, messing around, going, like, oh, I'll roll my block to someone else as a joke. But no one's actually gone, like, this object has uh, has something that can be interesting if I frame it right. Maybe, like, what kind of led you to that idea or how you, how you developed empathy for your blocks? Oh, they're just my babies. Like, I, <laughs> I cannot, under, I cannot um, explain better than that. It's just... They're my babies. They, they feel like home. And it just feels like so natural. And it's really like an extension of myself as I see it. Like I, I have my blocks and things come, uh, the ideas, and it feels like natural. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. And, but, Interesting. Yeah, but I totally that, understand that coming from like object manipulation. It's just like, oh, it's just like, there's always this idea, like when we're doing, when we're using a tool as humans, there's the tool, like I have a hammer, the hammer hits the nail and that causes an outward effect. But my relationship with the hammer also causes an effect on me. And if I hammer enough, I become a carpenter. Yeah. So it's this thing with these round blocks is like, oh, I've used the blocks so much that I've, they've begun to tell me their secrets in some ways. <laughs> the magic. It's literally, yeah, but it is that, like, it's like you're using your prop and you're just like, oh, okay, actually it can do this, but I've never seen it. No one's told me it can do this, it just can. Well, of course I get inspiration and feedback from people. Like, sometimes I'm yeah. working on a trick and someone comes and like, oh, that's cool. And have you tried this? And then, you know, it evolves. Yeah. Mm. But, that like, it, cool. it maybe leads to a better way of asking my question, like... uh when like since you had some stuff with with the round blocks from before like uh it leads me to think that like since like the ability that a round block has to roll for example that like 
it's it's kind of it has a a nicer quality to pass that that to someone else because of it, it being able to roll compared to like a square block that only slides. So like, did this uh, kind of influence how you like the idea of like, hey, we can we can play with it together, sort of. For sure. No, yeah, it brings a lot of uh, dynamism, dynamic mm. to 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 the question answer game. Mm, exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, did you have like specific, like any ways that you kind of like developed this, or was it just like like kind of like play, like let's let's try a thing and then see what happens, and then like getting new ideas? Or did you have like kind of a method or any process through it, or did it just all kind of spontaneously happen as you played together? Like we just got together, and as I remember, uh, I was showing Elaine like the things I was doing. And like how to continue it? Like what are the possibilities? If I do this, then where can it go? Where, you know, because it doesn't need to stop, then it can continue. And yeah, we just very naturally came up with the, uh, the things we were doing. And we didn't have to discuss much. Like, um, maybe Ellen can say what she thinks. How was her experience? But this is what I can remember. Someone else is researched, and to put it in your body, it feels super weird. And the logic of it. But after a while, that comes. And then and then from there on, we could be a bit like more in a dialogue, Joey and I, because then I knew her basis too. And then from there on, we created together sequences. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it's very, like, this is the thing. I don't think you guys get how cool the thing is you've done. You know, from my point of view, coming from someone who's done a lot of object manipulation, more object manipulation than hand balance, I can see that you've kind of decided a lot of the things that are standard choreographic techniques in object manipulation via just some kind of experimentation. So we have, like, you know, classic theater things, question and response cause and effect we have like repeating cause and effect it's like i throw left hand i throw right hand i throw classic juggling but then i have something that is asymmetric that can't be looped we had that in there it was like okay this happens and that happens so it's not a b it's like a b c d e and it will never go back to the start so all these kind of things that are yeah structured you see in juggling companies and like in more complex kind of juggling and sort of contemporary juggling are kind of present in it it's just very it's very cool this is the kind of thing for the viewers we're gonna no pimp we're gonna have a link to this and it's available for purchase i recommend you get it it would be uh very cool and then you'll be able to see what i'm talking about but you're just gonna have to listen to me describe it now so a lot of these kind of things they create they create our images that we can relate to and there is kind of the thing what I found very interesting with the, the cinematography from Isaac was some of the angles picked were like angles you'd never, if I was in there in a room with you and I was watching you two do this as a show, like theater, really good lights, black box theater, great sound, I wouldn't be able to get the same experience as watching this kind of angle because he's shot it like from the floor, slightly through a gap, you know, and it gives a very interesting feel to these kind of the textures of the show so i'm just wondering like with that in mind of like the storytelling with the objects you know i know it's not a narrative show but there was a story there was there much thought into it or was it kind of developed as the edit happened as the edit happened yeah i think mm. oh, cool. <clears throat> so yeah. um one thing i was also thinking about with um yeah like that, that, that type of like spatial angling and kind of the the way the way that um we're like the, to to create kind of the look of it since the the video is is in black and white was that like a choice from from early on or was that something you saw that would kind of fit later on or stuff like that because i i thought that was really it just adds like a whole like it just adds a very kind of plain and clean aesthetic to the entire thing or it's like it's almost easier to appreciate what is going on because you don't there are like quite few like you don't need to deal with color you're just seeing these shades of gray and white and black and then you get to kind of experience the blocks inside of of that type of uh, aesthetic but was that like something you wanted immediately or did that come after a while 
it came after a while it was after yeah it was a long process to think how this movie would actually happen but uh so this seemed like a yeah like a choice to to do for us and i thought yeah uh, black and white would be good and not for free you know it's often that in photography sometimes it's a bit uh, it's black and white for no specific reason there we had the thought behind it and then um then we pushed a bit everything with that like um then we made these blocks that had uh, like different colors and slices and then it would also like play with dark and light so we played the whole time with this dark and light basically uh mm. we were very nice. lucky because the space also naturally played like this yeah. even made that stronger uh, and then yeah then suddenly we had this uh, halo of sun that would fit perfect for the video so that was not planned in advance but we just built up with the space and then yeah everything was reinforcing everything else it was quite nice it was a really good nice. process and then Mikael to to bounce a bit on the round blocks things like the the core of the video is really based on the blocks themselves and their round shape and then like a lot of aesthetic of the movie itself comes with circles for example like movements but also just like um, this halo of the sun or we had the like some of the framings you can see it, it's through circles so that was really the um, the core the blocks uh, and also in the video, you can hear it's a lot of block sounds that the video is made of. Yeah, I noticed that was a lot of ASMR. You could probably sell it to ASMR heads <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But without doing the weird mouth noises in the microphone, you just have the blocks. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think uh, it's... <laughs> there was something just on the framing, which I thought was cool when you're saying the roundness of the blocks and the roundness of the framing. It's very interesting juxtaposition with our normal handstand position, which are all very like straight lines. It's like, I'm at a diagonal. I'm a straight line. Oh, look, a diamond. So it's kind of interesting that we can get this. Yeah, very interesting you can get this kind of framing that we just don't normally have on yeah, stage. But I think maybe Joey, like it, I think this also comes from the fact that it's manipulation in handstand and then. It's almost that you can forget about the handstand itself sometimes. So maybe that also comes from this. Yeah. Then you forget about these like sharp straight lines. Mm. Yeah, the focus yeah. is really the blocks and the play with the blocks. It's not about the the handstand figure itself. It doesn't matter if you're in a figure or you're in a straddle. Most of the time we're in straddle anyway, because yeah. it's the easier position to be able to like some some throws with the blocks you you have to move your shoulder and of course if you're in a closed legs it's much harder yeah so it's really the focus is really not on the handstand technique itself it becomes something else than that hmm. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, that that is one of the things that i that i think i i appreciate a lot with this type of work um <clears throat> that like it 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 becomes or it gets several layers because you can look upon it and you look at the handstand. Oh, yeah, these people are really, they're really talented and like this looks really smooth and stuff. But then you kind of forget about the person doing handstand and then you're looking at the blocks and everything that's, hand, that's happening. And then you're like, holy fuck, like they've been doing like seven one arms while doing this. This is pretty crazy. So you, you get that kind of like um, oscillation between, between the different things happening uh, and it kind of adds to each other. Like it's, it's not just that it's it is impressive that you can move the blocks while in handstand, but it adds to the aesthetic and it kind of it it gets you kind of a much more involved rather than it being like uh, when you're only looking at kind of the pure geometry of the handstands, for example. Um, and I guess it's like in that sense, it's it is it connects a little bit with with juggling and those kind of things. Where also often jugglers either look for like new objects to juggle, so it's not just like their regular balls. They try to find like new ways of incorporating things, so you get these kind of like several layers of reflection onto it. Uh, but regarding the handstand, I was thinking of asking 
since like you're doing really fucking hard stuff and as as you said these things that you're doing they were they're too inconsistent to be able to do on a stage uh but while learning them and while filming and stuff just just knowing how how frustrating it, frustrating it can be sometimes to like get a hard handstand trick even on video if you have this like oh stupid idea you want to try like El- El- elaine like we like i was training with elaine last week and she spent an entire session trying to get this one really fucking hard combination and she just kept trying and kept trying and kept trying which also had to do with these blocks where like it, the block had to move perfectly she had to move perfectly and stuff uh and then like when one thing do- works and the other doesn't all everything falls apart in a way so just like how were there certain tricks that you just had like this hate relationship with or just that you had to try so many times or how was it i think the good thing is like for sure it was happening but the good thing is that uh both of us we didn't have these at the same time usually Usually it was me having problem with a part and Elaine with the other part. So then at least we would be able to support each other and uh, and, and split the the chaos and the drama. <laughs> Which then it's a bit frustrating because the other one is waiting for you to succeed. And if it's a long and complicated sequence, like the, the complex and readable sequence, we have names for everything. And like, if it's going well, like, okay, Elaine managed this part. Now I need to fucking nail it. Because if I fuck this up, it's going to ruin everything for me, for her, for both of us. So that's so interesting also to, as in duo, you know? Yeah. But yeah, um yeah, so that's really <laughs> part of the, the duo aspect. I can give a very specific example for a trick that is solo on the video is the switch. This uh, it's just not very consistent for me. It took many, many attempts, I remember that. But um, there was also then in this case, the so it's us two needing to manage. But also sometimes, it happened very rarely, fortunately. But that is, I said, hey, actually I fucked up. The focus was not good. <laughs> True. And then we're like, no. Mm. But um, he did a very, very good job. This happened maybe just two or three times but still like we're doing stuff we're so happy it worked finally and then no it's another aspect mm-hmm. that we cannot have any control on and blah, blah, blah. but it, it went yeah. really good like no no huge issues mm. no yeah, huge it... issues but there was issues yeah uh, <laughs> i mean that's why we made <laughs> the video because it's fucking hard sometimes it's really no trick shots so suddenly you need to nail it now. Yeah. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> trick shot is a good is a good way of of putting it, like yeah. because it it's really it really is like that sometimes when you kind of when you smack the block with like and it it needs to move a certain distance and the next person yeah. needs to be at a certain place like with their hand and with their balance and everything for to to make it work kind of. Um, I mean, we still and, have some but control. But one thing I just. <laughs> for sure I always think for I sure. have antennas I turn <laughs> on my antennas and it's like a, a you know you feel it yeah <laughs> it it reminds yeah. me a little bit of like um, um, like actually an experience I've had with, with both of you uh, since Joey has played the, the show knitting piece with me where we did a duet and Elaine has played uh, like um the show Vald together with me where like we basically were working as kind of like either duo or group work with others like that you you just know that okay everyone is doing it right now i need to be at the right place like like antennas is a good word because like <laughs> i know your leg is exactly there and i need to be in balance right now because this is the moment and if i can't move my leg another centimeter and i'm not going to because then I, do, I don't only fuck up myself but you as well so it's an interesting <laughs> like extra focus kind of like an extra gear you can get out of that right yeah we have that especially with the coin flip the trick where um, <laughs> the block is on on one of our foot feet foot and then yeah. we have to pass it to the other one but it's completely blind and you have to reach and bend the leg but like be careful with the angle of the knee like if you bend to the back to the front you have a block on your foot and you have to pass it to the other foot smoothly Make contact, but also let it go. 
it's it's amazing. It's beautiful to make this work. Mm. We nice. like it's not even yeah. so inconsistent as we could think. It we we can nail that one actually quite a lot of times, and yeah. we are the first one surprised. I remember when we came up. Maybe Joey, you came up with that idea. I don't know. And I was like, okay, yeah, right. Now we have an afternoon. Why not try this? And then maybe we'll get a video. And actually, we managed, and we can have it a bit consistently. And I was, yeah, very surprised and very happy. I love this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, it's one of the things that I think about the the video. I'm just explaining this more for the viewer, the listeners, the viewers. Is do you notice the idea of a Rube Goldberg machine? So Rube Goldberg, I can't remember his origin, but you see them on the internet. It's basically like something happens, like something knocks something down, then a bowling ball rolls down, and that drops through a hole, which starts something else off. So there's a lot of that kind of like, this what I, mentally this is when I watched the thing, I was like, oh my God, the whole video is just one big Rube Goldberg machine. That's cool. That's what I got from it. So it's obviously not exactly, but it has, it has that feel to it, you know, for the people listening, that's what you're going to, almost going to get out of it. Mm. So it's very, yeah, it's just very interesting. It's just like, oh, this has to happen at the right time. And then this happens. And then that goes on. Yeah, that was also one of the, it's all very, uh, one of the ideas it was to, not for it was not about ourselves it was about the yeah. blocks and then handstand linked to the blocks but not about yeah, it. yeah. it's also so cool though that like as, on that. like as you disappear between that it still becomes very personal like it still it still becomes very you too and that's what i think is is, is extra cool uh and also something i thought to to ask you about like uh in relation to to like these types of, of creative processes, but um, I'll get to that a bit later. But it, it's very interesting how like it, it uh, like by allowing all of this actually quite technical, quite precise, direct material of trick shots, you can still make it very personal. Anyway, I think that is the very that is a very cool thing because a lot of like a lot of kind of contemporary circus creation uh, and expression goes a lot around like okay so we're perhaps sacrificing technical uh, difficulty like the aspect of how complex can we make this task for the sake of an expression on of an artistical choice in a sense and that that is completely valid but i think that you 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 kind of almost did the opposite here you allowed the 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 precision the the, the fine tuning of this uh, magical machinery that you're creating to express itself and hence you become very expressive and unique through it and then of course then you add the layers of film and of, of music and of aesthetics <laughs> and suddenly you have something that is like completely special any thoughts on 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 that nothing to add i i agree with you <laughs> yeah i was thinking on gonna say something might sound a bit controversial at first but let me roll with it so i think you guys Done. So we always have this thing in contemporary circus as well. Like there's circus in some ways has always been tied to the objectification of people, the particularly sexual objectification of women a lot of the times and other things. Does and doesn't to certain things. Some people play with it. It's a choice you can make. But you guys in this video, I think with the fading into the background, managed to turn yourself into actual objects. So you didn't objectify yourself, but you turned into objects so you did objectify but not in the way that we classically think of turning into an object i thought that was kind of interesting in i don't know almost uh not brecht what the fuck's the name is it beck beckett almost in a beckett kind of way of like a play made out of stage directions where people are irrelevant almost to what's going on so mm. i thought that was kind of getting just a bit deeper on the meta layers like oh i'm totally an object but the object has personality via being an object versus the object is something for me to project my something onto as we normally think about object objectification. Yeah, this yeah, we didn't yeah, think about. Point, it was, uh, as I said before, it was about shifting the focus and then maybe that's the consequence. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it's very cool. It's very like... Yeah, you'd think you achieved it. It's like I had one theater teacher many years ago, a guy called Bim Mason, who at the time I thought he was an asshole. 
And he kind of was. But after doing a lot of theatre stuff over the years, I realised that he was actually a pure genius. But <laughs> it's the first theatre, like this thing, first theatre teacher I ever had for physical theatre. And like, oh my God, this guy, is just he's just hard and just wanted a lot out of you. And I hadn't had a lot of experience in physical theatre, so I was like, ugh, this guy's an asshole. And then I just realised after having other people who were very good, he was just like, there's good, and then there's been Mason, he's just so much better. But one of the things, his, one of his big things was like, when you step onto stage with people, there's a game. Whatever you're doing, there's kind of a game. Once you have two people, there's a game. And if you know the game, the people in the audience don't need to know the game. They don't need to know the game you're playing. But it's interesting to watch for them if you guys find the game and have it. But if you don't have the game, then it's not interesting to watch. Even if you're technically perfect, everything comes out, you say your lines correctly, everything happens on the stage. I think that's one of the things that like, there was just like, there was a relationship to be grasped between you two and the blocks and whoever was recording the video, even though they weren't an active participant, they're still in there. There's this kind of triangle I found that I was drawn into almost seeing seeing what that game between the three and the four of you was, but without it being explicitly stated or anyone looking at each other or any kind of, what we term, a human interaction. Like It's not like, oh, now you pay attention to my face. There was none of this. There was no... So it was a weird little world to be brought into with this show. I'm just wondering... Mm. Did you guys think about that world or did it just kind of, we're just doing this and just what came out of it? Yeah. Yeah, I think then maybe it has to do with uh, this complicity or the, yeah, the fact that we had to adapt to what the blocks were doing. And then automatically Joey and I, we get this um, same movement quality maybe, you know, the the way of throwing a block, you need to do it in a very specific way, otherwise it just goes wherever, you know. Um, then yeah. there's a whole language that goes around it, and then maybe a movement quality somehow, I don't know. And then it's also Isaac trying to get into that world with his tools that are very different from ours. Uh, but maybe that's, yeah. Then we all have this. I think language. also... Yeah. Yeah. I think also what helped is that Isaac was genuinely happy and curious and wanting to be part of it, to do this with us. So he was not just there to film and do his job. Mm. He was really into it. Yeah. Definitely, like, I don't know, it came across to me watching. It's just like, oh, there was just that, like, the triangle of attention was basically you two and Isaac, and that I'm back from that watching this kind of interplay versus uh, you know normal normal film or normal kind of thing i am the camera watching the show it's more i'm watching all three of you play with it and it's mm. very interesting to sort of see i reckon you guys are like me and mikhail are talking like two film school students like yes i think the bricks in the background represent the facets of our life you guys are like <laughs> we just went in and made this thing <laughs> so you're saying all these random shit you're seeing in it so, <laughs> but yeah, you know. th- th- that that it, it's funny. That's also kind of the like one of the cruxes of art. Often, like when when you you've created something and people are like, "Wow, what this and that," and you're like, "I didn't think anything about that. I just did my thing," you know. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, that might be what you saw, I guess." <laughs> but I think, in yeah, this specific case, we also got really lucky somehow because. Because of Isaac's vision and Isaac's way of filming us, and because of the space, I have yeah. to say that it just made sense. You know, sometimes you you make a picture and you're like, it's better than what you expected, and you know it. And sometimes you're like, no, that's not quite what I wanted. Yeah. And there was always this, always, wow, I, I thought it would, I didn't think it would look that good. So it was always like this. Mm. Um, yeah, thank you. Isaac and the space that was mega amazing. So quite lucky on that side that everyone And you too though. Yeah, yeah, but us two we knew about yeah. before. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. We knew we were good. No, we, we just didn't know the space was good. And we this was not too much of a surprise. Sorry. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. But there's always this kind of thing with like object manipulation stuff. Like you can sit down with your friend. You can start playing with things and you're like, check it out. We made this cool sequence. You show it to someone that was like, 
what the fuck was that? Get out of my house. It's terrible. So there is this kind of thing where it's like, you know, what you, uh, what we find interesting internally between us isn't always visually interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think you kind of nailed that idea with obviously Isaac. Yeah, I, I, I think, like, oh. I think that, is, that is a kind of, it's a good point with, uh, because you're like, the immediate thing that comes to mind for me since I've, I've been around a lot of like very good jugglers is like the difference between when I see someone doing something that to them in juggling is incredibly actually like let's call it revolutionary like a thought no one has thought about before but because I don't know enough about juggling I just don't have the mental tools to see that this is brilliant like I remember seeing a few things in school sometimes where I'm just like why why on earth does he have a fish net like you know one of those things to to catch fish with and then like and he was doing some stuff with it and I was like yeah I guess that's cool but 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 then like after I had seen so much more of juggling and I thought back on it, I was like hey I was pretty brilliant because like it opened up to a whole new set of ideas right uh but i think with what you do and i think that is also kind of a one of the strengths of being able to do to do what you do with hand balancing is that like you're you're combining this um like the your primary skill set your hand balancing is really fucking strong and really good like it's very very like immediately like just bam like you establish like a presence, like, okay, these two, they really know what they're doing because otherwise this is obviously impossible. So that that is kind of already established. Like, okay, world-class hand balancing within like the first shot. And then and then stuff happens with that hand balancing. That's that's what makes it cool in, in the same way as as kind of like if you see a West Peden or like a juggler that kind of takes takes like okay yeah you know the juggling technique is is there like it's it's the the ability for both of you to just do epic looking hand balancing is already there uh but you've you've made very particular choices with it because of like another goal like and that's also like what Emmett said when like the viewer for me like what i get that little feeling that like when i see the video i'm kind of looking through the keyhole into like oh this here is this world that these two are are doing. That's their world. Like I could I could project onto that like kind of like a playful like storyline, or I could also just see this. This is the genuine curious interest of these two people that are like going very far with it, and I can observe with pleasure your obsession with that. And uh, what is then cool is that you could have you could probably have impressed people almost as much by like reducing the difficulty of what you did with 70%, but you chose what you think is interesting. And that's why it became this video because like yeah. you're both, you're both very good at your craft. So like, like you said, Elaine, with like the switch that you do in, in the trailer for it and stuff like, like one, one could say it's that maybe isn't quote unquote necessary to be there, but it's part of your skill set and it adds something. And this is, you created the context where this could express its most of its value in a sense together with the fact that like i don't know if i'm going to look at you or the block going so it's almost like i need to see it twice if you know what i mean yeah and like it's really handstand is a tool and okay. it's it's what you write with but the goal is what you're saying the sentence in full and that's yeah. only with the blocks yeah i think there's some of the stuff like that you guys probably don't know the rewatch value of this because there's one of the cool things when we get a video or something. So, you know, I'm used to watching like extreme rollerblading, extreme skateboarding stuff where you can watch the video and like, you normally you can watch the thing, but then you see someone do something mind-blowingly thing. So you're like, oh, hold on, go back, go back, go back. I need to watch that again. So mm-hmm. there's this kind of like personal enjoyment that you can get out of the video that you can't normally get if I was watching an act because you can't tell someone like, hold on, stop there. Go back, do that again. Whereas this, you can kind of be like, like that kind of idea with the switch is like, oh shit, what? Like there was a lot of moments like, what just happened there? What did they just do? So this kind of idea of like, I think for watching has a lot of interesting ways of watching the actual thing Mm -hmm. that you don't normally get in a show. So you guys probably don't realize that, but yeah. Personally, it even works on me. Sometimes I rewatch the video and I'm like, oh, this 
these little details I, I didn't <laughs> see. And I've seen it many times and I still get surprised with some stuff. So I think it, it works for everyone. Mm. There is there is oh, one thing awesome. uh, that like also I thought about, and we also spoke a little bit about last time when we were speaking about like a circus film, or in relation to other kind of medias where you where you film things specifically. Stuff of this character is is through social media, uh, where like you open your Instagram and like you have access to seeing like a million billion different videos of people doing various things and. One thing, one thing I really, I actually miss a bit is like 15 years ago when you'd rather go on YouTube and look for these things and you'd find like a three or five minute clip of someone like it would be like either their training reel or their show reel or their act or something, but it would be kind of like a put together thing that you would watch rather than like it being like a 15, 20 second thing or like a neatly edited drone shot that lasts exactly long enough for the youth, for the Instagram algorithm to promote it and stuff. Uh, and with, with what happens when you're doing this type of media that you're doing where you like, it's, it's a high production value thing that is like, it, it lasts for a while. And it's something that is like, uh, that is there to demand a bit more than 15 seconds of attention. Um, but doing it without it being a training reel. Because I think in in these days, unfortunately, like watching a three-minute uh, training reel of someone on, on YouTube is way too much to demand for any like regular modern citizen. Uh, but also like a training reel isn't as interesting as of course it is. But just that thing that you're, this is like something of length, something of, uh, um, and that becomes special because of the format it's in. And that's, that's what I think. Like, I think there is like space for for more of this type of stuff within circus, like yeah. to to explore the realms of I what think... can we do within, yeah, within the 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 media art of it, but without taking like let's film this show and put it on YouTube, or let's film this act, but like what can we make with the medium that makes it unique? All of the angles under, over, lighting, all of this makes it into like something that is kind of transformative of the entire art form. For sure, it's not something we see much in circus, and this we knew from the start, but still we wanted to go for it. Now we don't exactly know what to do with it, but that doesn't really matter. And I think circus and arts in general are more and more mixing up now, so it will come at one point or another yeah. more. And the yeah, the length of the video was a very big question for very long. We, this we didn't know much um how long people would want to watch it and blah 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 but so this is the result it could have been differently but it's a bit it's the unknown for everyone i think, I think. <laughs> you need to just make like you know there's youtube channels and there's basically they make hundreds of thousands of views whereas like some someone or someone or a group of people with like a ping pong ball and they set up like these elaborate courses. So they throw the ping pong ball, it bounces all the way down and then eventually ends up in a cup. You can make the same thing, but for handstands or like <laughs> every month you drop like more and more crazy block shots <laughs> in interesting locations. And people would enjoy it. People would genuinely enjoy it. Except your wrists wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, I've got to jump off some steps and land on a block that's flying. You know, gets more down. You could put like rockets on the blocks, and then they have to like launch across. Yes, that that now now we're talking oh extreme ideas here. No <laughs> blocks on like one of those robo vacuums. <laughs> okay, now we're really talking. So like Joey, you know, like all the cat videos, uh, like with with a cat sitting <laughs> on on the on the on the robot. Yeah. Can do that with 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 you and you in a hand style. Like, we just need like an industrial hardcore level one of those that can, can hold you. Can, yeah. So. Yeah, Easy. I've got like some cork blocks that Albus, my dog, has eaten. He loves to eat them. You could do kind of a risky act where you're doing a handstand on a block and switching, and he's going to eat the block like one of these ropes that's on fire where someone's going to fall if they don't get out of the chains. But you have to finish your handstand act before Albus eats your block. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now the ideas are bubbling. 
Can't wait. Yeah, you can write us on our emails. We'll, we'll appreciate it. <laughs> just give you more and more crazy ideas. Just like, okay, these guys have gone deranged. Uh, but with that, we are approaching the hour mark. So I think it's a good point to wrap up on this high point of robo vacuum explosive blocks. Uh, first off, where can I purchase slash see this video? If I was a listener to the show. I know where I can get it, but you guys need to tell everyone and we'll have the links in the bio as well. So on our Instagrams, we have the link in our bio that directs you to yeah. our website where you can click on sign up with your email and then we will send you the info to proceed and to get the link to the video. Amazing. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we need to do like the next level is we do... Have you guys ever seen Mystery Science Theater 3000? I have. Nope. Where, okay. It's basically like, it's some guy, it's like they're watching old shit sci-fi movies and there's two guys like, uh, there's a guy and some robots, like puppets in a cinema. So it's kind of shot from the back and they're they're talking about the movie as it's being played but taking the piss out of it. Me and Mikael need to do this next for your movie. Yeah, a React. React, yeah. Maybe the that's maybe react. that's what we're gonna go into. React content shit. Yes. Yeah, it's please. please do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could Yeah. If enough people DM us, we'll organize like a private screening with a React video for this. And you guys could attend. <laughs> because we already had the two people uh, doing a parody of uh, what we were doing. Remember, Elaine? So good. <laughs> Andy and Sepa with a beer can. And no, it really. was really great. It was really great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Right, folks. We will wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. It was great to chat about this thing. Absolutely. I'm glad me and Mikael got to step in the role as film students and you guys into like, yeah, I'm the degenerates. I just <laughs> made this thing. <laughs> just, you know, it's that classic, like people who talk about philosophy versus people who do philosophy. There's a big difference in what they're thinking uh, anyway other than that hopefully uh, your thing is a big success hopefully everyone checks it out and we will catch our listeners sometime next week or next month Ta-da.